Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I need my singers back up here. Whoa, 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 right. sis. Where are my praise singers at? Come on back on up here. All right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all been standing a while. Go ahead and sit on down. Hallelujah. I want to sing that. Hallelujah. Ain't God good? I said, ain't he good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right there in the middle of worship service tonight. And y'all were singing that song and I was joining in with you. I just feel like something good's about to happen. And the more you got to singing that, going right along with what the Holy Ghost and wanting to go. I just feel like the Lord wants to force to sing a little bit longer. Right. I'm telling you, church, it's an exciting time to be living for God. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, I'm going to hush up real quick. Key to start out on what you guys just need.
Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like what I'm feeling around here. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Stay right in that vein with you. I'm going to go to the Word of God. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get this burden off my shoulder here in a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Again, I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. Hallelujah. Thank you, church, for your prayers. To see Brother Goff and his family. Oh, brother, I'm so glad you're here. I know Brother Nick last week said he wanted to be just like him, grow up to be, what was it, tall, dark, and handsome? I think I'm too round for any of that. But I'm so, we're so glad you're here in your family. Let's go to 1 Samuel, chapter 17. Beginning at verse 1, it says, Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shoko, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shoko and Ezekiah and Ephraim's demon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, And there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and targets of brass between his shoulders, and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we'll be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you for your presence that's in this house. God, you're so good. Lord, Lord, the victories you brought here tonight, God. And Lord, I'm asking that your word go forth, Lord, and have its way in this place. Use my lips, Lord. Use my mouth, God, to communicate to your people and to help them and encourage them and do a work for them. God, I pray, bind us together, Lord. Help us, help us, God, to be equipped to be effective for you and bind us together. God, we we give you the praise, give you the glory tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. You can be seated. Had some more to read, but I just want to go ahead and sit down. We're going to go ahead and pick up where there in 17, beginning at verse 20. <clears throat> and it says, And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran to the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Skipping down to verse 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. 
And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep when there came a lion and a bear and took the lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivereth me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Going down to verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even in the scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with sword and with spear and with shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day into the fowls of the air, the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give it into your hands. Very familiar passage of scripture, David and Goliath. David and Goliath. And I know a lot of times we concentrate upon David and how that he went to battle with Goliath, and he defeated Goliath. We know the story here tonight, but that's not where I want to go tonight. I want to talk about the army that was hiding. I want to talk about the army that was hiding. If you will, go back with me and think about what it must have been like for the armies of Israel as they were here in this champion, Goliath, come every morning and every night and shouting, give me a man to fight. Give me someone that's going to fight with me. No doubt they were in their trenches and they, they were huddled up there, Pastor, and they were just kind of, here he is again. Man, that guy comes like clockwork. Huddled up in their foxhole, if you will. Frustrated. Isn't somebody going to take care of this cat? I'm getting tired of hearing him. But you see, in all those 40 days that Goliath came to them, there was no battle really going on. It was just all at a standstill. There was no need for the Philistines to do anything because Goliath had everyone intimidated. They were all holed up in their foxhole. In their foxhole. You can tell that they definitely had gotten to the place to where frustration had taken over because when David showed up in verse 28 of the same chapter, it says, And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride, naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. They might see the battle. He was frustrated. He's like, David, what are you doing here? You're just a kid. Get on out of here. They weren't listening to what David had to say. They were just seeing that it was David, and, and they knew who he was, and he was just this kid, this ruddy countenance, and oh man, what are you doing here? You can just go tend your sheep. Tend that flock dad gave you to tend and leave this battle to us. But you see, there was no battle. Nothing was going on. Here they were for 40 days. 
doing nothing but being intimidated and frustrated and wringing their hands. And I'd like to be able to be able to be in that foxhole with them and heard their conversation. Is this ever going to end? What's Saul say about this? I don't know. I haven't really heard. You going to go? I ain't going to go. You going to go? I ain't going to go. Day in and day out. Just kind of like what some of us have gone through in the church. The battle has raged right here in Olathe. The battle has come and Goliath has drew near and he said some things and he's tried to intimidate to the place to where he's tried to stifle the progress of the church. Cause us to the place where we're frustrated with work. We're frustrated with church. We're frustrated with life. We get up, we get ourselves ready, we come to church, but we're frustrated. All because Goliath has reared his ugly head and and he said that this church is going down. It's not going anywhere. Might as well get ready. The doors are going to close. But I'm here to tell you, that's not where the story ends, folks. First Samuel 17 and 48. This is where I've been wanting to get right here. It says, And when it came to pass, when the Philistines arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, and David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk in his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in David's hand. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheep thereof and slew him. Cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, what did they do? They fled. But that's what was going on where David was at. What happened to the armies of Israel? Verse 52. And the men of Israel and Judah arose. Huh. They arose, and not only did they arose or arise, they shouted. Hey! He's dead! Come on, guys! Come on, let's go! They shouted! I like this part here. And they pursued the Philistines. Same guys, same situation, same foxhole. Just same deal, same time. Soon as they heard old Goliath kathunk and seen David cut his head off and lift it up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, come on, let's go. God's on our side. And I come here tonight with this title. It's time to get your fight back. I said it's time to get your fight back. I got to slow down. You see, when you're in the foxhole, really all you got time to do is talk. I guess you could eat a, what is that, brother? Oh, Britain, MRE. MRE, let her rip. Brother Carlos, MRE. Yeah. Eating your MRE and talking. And when you're in a foxhole and you're scared, and you're frustrated, I can't believe that they were like, I think we're going to win this thing. 
I might be wrong, but I just don't believe that's the way the conversation was going. I believe they were pretty frustrated. Probably looking at one another going, why are you eating those beans like that? Quit that! You see, because when you get holed up together and you get frustrated and you get scared, you get picking on one another. Pretty soon you go, why, why, why are you wearing your uniform like that? Straighten up! You know, you, you snore. Pretty soon ain't nobody can do anything right in the foxhole. And with that conversation being all negative, there ain't no hope for positive stepping on the scene either. Share a story with you. Kind of talk about how an example of somebody that's negative can affect your world. When we lived in uh, Missouri, I had my own business and I went through a dry spell business-wise and I hadn't had any work for two months. And... Uh, Bills kept coming in, but dollar bills didn't come in. So they just kept piling up to the place where I was like, I have to do something. So I went to the temp agency, Elder. I said, hey, you guys got any work? They said, yeah. They're in Rogersville. We, there's a window factory. You can go to work there. I said, what time? They said, 6 o'clock in the morning. I said, I'll be there. And sure enough, you can ask my family. I was there at 5 o'clock always get where I'm going early. I try to. If they'll let me. If they'll get ready. I don't know. Pray for me. <laughs> but I pulled up in that parking lot. Man, I was excited. Man, I'm fixing to go to work. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm fixing to go to work. We're going to learn how to make windows today, Johnny. So I'll go walking in there, man. Met up with the supervisor. Shook his hand. How you doing? Man, you know, show me what I need to do and let me do it. And that rocked on till lunchtime. I said, lunchtime, and I went, already? All right, okay. Well, I brought my lunch, so I went out to my truck, got in there, sat down, started breaking it open, started eating. Pretty soon, here come this old boy walking out of the building. He's carrying his lunch with him. He come walking on up to my rig and knocks on the window. I roll it down. He says, you mind if I sit in here with you? Eat lunch? No, sit down down. So he sits there. And lo and behold, that old boy starts telling me about this supervisor is the worst thing to walk in shoe leather. And this company, they don't pay for nothing. And this is the worst place to work. And, uh, and it went on. And it went on. And it went on. And it went on. And... 30-minute lunch. I kid you not. It was a 30-minute lunch. It's time for us to go back to work. I, I didn't want to go back. I was like, why would I want to go work there? I mean, before lunch, I was just happy to be working. But after sitting and, and gnawing on what this knothead had to say, I didn't want to work there no more. And the same thing can go in the church. You surround yourself with positive people, you'll be a positive person. You surround yourself with negative people, ain't nothing can be done right. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. And so you got to be careful. But I come here tonight to tell somebody, somebody, it's time for you to get back in the fight. Now make no mistake, we're in a battle. This life, it's a battle. But in Matthew 11 and 12, it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. It's a fight. It's a fight. But things have occurred and situations have happened. I know I'm talking to myself. That caused me to get holed up in my foxhole. People had disappointed me. People I trusted. Disappointed me, caused me to hole up in my foxhole saying, mm -mm, no, I, I won't let that happen again. Nope. Mm. 
You've been hurt too. You've been disappointed too. We've all been through that. But sometimes it knocks you a little deeper in the foxhole than others. Just being honest with you, I've been in some pretty deep foxholes. And this old cowboy is just getting crawled out of one. But I'm here to tell you, church, the church is moving forward. And you've got to remember, according to 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imagination and the high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Our weapons are mighty through who? God. Not you. Not you. You can sit there and try to analyze and figureize and do all the eyes as you want, and you ain't never going to get out of that foxhole. But until you commit it to God and let God have a say, look, I'm sick and tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of it weighing me down. Here it is, God. I want to get back in the fight. It's time for me to get back in the fight. And casting down imaginations. Woo, that's a biggie. We know that the mind is the devil's playground sometimes. Tell you what, man, a lot of times we form our opinions on people's body language and we're so far off the mark we can't even see straight. You might be over there and you look at a sister and she's kind of got a scowl on her face and you get to thinking, what's she got against me? Well, heaven forbid you go ask her. We we, we don't do that, you know. We just, we just wander. We wander. I wonder what she's got against me. I wonder what she's mad about. Did I do something? Yeah, I probably did something. And before you know it, you come to church and you avoid that sister for something that's not even there. And all the while, the adversary is going... That's right. And not only that, this sister here, look at her. Well, what's she got against me? Pretty soon now there's two of them. They're ganging up. I got to get back in my foxhole. This is getting crazy. Man alive, everybody in the church against me. I'm going to get on out of here. Casting down imaginations. And you know what? That don't come with just sitting there and thinking about it. But it comes through prayer. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. That word mighty, in verse 4, but mighty through God, in the Greek means powerful, capable. For the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but powerful. They're capable. It can do the job. The weapons that we have at our disposal can do the job. But the bad thing about it is we're in the foxhole and we're not in the battle, so we can't use our weapons. We're so holed up within ourselves that we're just trying to wait for the day to win all this all this will go away and we can just kind of rise up out of the foxhole and get busy. That day's never going to come. The Holy Ghost sent me by here today to tell you it's time to get back in the fight. Today. Today. 2 Corinthians 6 and 1 says, We then as workers together with Him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in time accepted in a day of salvation. Have I secured thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. 
but in all things approaching ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of the righteousness of the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing but yet possessing all things. Church, it's a fight. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. It isn't going to change. It's going to be this way till we get out of here. And for us to, to try to figure things out on our own, it's a futile effort in and of itself. See, when David was, or when the army was in the foxhole, and David came, and that whole process started, it was just like any other day. But when David slew Goliath, the whole atmosphere changed. The faith of the people grew. Or you can come to the music. We've heard it mentioned here tonight already about visitors that have been coming to the church and how many that we've had here come here the last week. And in the preaching that we have heard in the, in, in the many days, we've heard about the fact that, that God is got great things for this church and we've heard people come by and tell us about revival for this church and it's going to happen for this church and then all we've seen is is another one leave another one leave the door and we're sitting there going what's going on what's happening and all the while the Holy Ghost is still trying to tell us I'm bringing revival there's a people there that only you can reach in that location there's a people there that only you can influence. Don't get caught up with what you see. Get your eyes off of the problem and get it on the purpose. I'm telling you, church, when you sit here and, and, and people walk through those doors and that lady that, was, that came Tuesday night got to talk to her and she, and she was just like, I love what I feel here. I, I want to get my daughter in here. And they came this morning. Stood outside and talked with her. And man, she was so excited. And others, others that have come. And, and is it Timothy that's coming? Sit down and talk with him a little bit. And he's hungry. I'm telling you, church, you can see and feel the change feel the change and that's why I've come here tonight to tell you it's time to get back in the fight it's time to get back in the fight there's a bus sitting out in this parking lot that hasn't moved since I've been coming to church here I'm just being honest with you I drove up here it's been it's been about a month or so ago elder pulled up here to come in here and pray and I I know I've seen it a million times, but this time, all of a sudden, I guess the Holy Ghost drew my attention to it. And as that time it was sitting there, it had those barricades in front of it. And the Holy Ghost was saying, that bus is going to bring kids to this facility. And you know what that did for me, Brother Hilton? Hilton's? It changed my perception. No longer was I driving around going, man, what's going on? 
this foxhole and I don't know what's happening. I don't know. But it changed it to the place where the Holy Ghost is saying, John, it's time to get back in the fight, son. It's time to get back in the fight. So instead of me driving around wondering what's all wrong, I drive around and I see young people on walking down the side of the road and I think, God, guide us to somewhere, somewhere that these kids are. We can take that bus, God, and we can go and knock their door and those kids can come to this church, God, and they can walk through here and go downstairs and feel the anointing and feel the Holy Ghost and tears stream down their faces as God fills them with the Holy Ghost. Yes! 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 Say, well, Brother Nelson, who's going to drive it? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you, you mark my words. You're going to drive up one day and see that big old yellow thing come pulling in here. And there's going to be a bunch of rugrats sitting on that thing just tearing it up. Hey! Why? Because we got back in the fight. We got back in the fight. I'm going to go ahead and step on out on that limb a little bit further. I believe there's going to come a day. We'll be up here in adult class. Why am I in it if it's adult class? That's my question. We're going to be up here in adult class. Pastor going to be teaching. And pretty soon we're going to hear a commotion. A commotion coming from downstairs. And people going to start looking at one another going, what's that? I don't know. What's going on in Sunday school? And pastor just going to say, you're dismissed to go downstairs. And we walk down there and those kids are going to be standing there with their hands raised. Oh, God. Get back in the fight. They're depending on you, man. They're depending on you. I know you've been hurt. So bad. But what about them? Is that going to hold water? Brother Goff, is that going to hold water for me to, on judgment day? And the Lord looks at me and says, why, did, why didn't you go out and, and knock doors and, and run bus ministry? Well, because I was hurt. Really? What happened to him when he was on this earth? He could set us down and tell us a thing or two about hurt. He could tell us a thing or two about disappointment. Yeah, he even called it. Told Peter, said, you're fixing to deny me. And Peter, no, no, oh, I'll never do that. Only at the crucial time that he needed him, what happened? He failed him. Denied him. How'd that feel? Oh, well, he was Lord manifest in the flesh. He was still flesh. That's why the Bible lets you to know that he, he, he's touched by the feeling of our infirmity. He knows what you're going through. He knows what it's like to feel disappointment. He knows what it's like to be hurt. And quit taking it to your brother or your sister and sitting down and hashing it out and talking it out. Go to him and tell him, say, God, I'm hurt. I need you to heal me. Because I want to get back in the fight. I want to get back in the fight, God. You got time for another couple of couple of stories? You got time for something that's going on? Sister Bonnie's dad at the nursing home 
just telling you what the Holy Ghost, how the Holy Ghost is moving. This isn't to say Brother Nelson is all that, the bag of chips. That ain't at all. I just want to encourage you. This is the Holy Ghost is moving. During prayer, I was feeling a burden for the elderly in nursing homes that have no family. I mean, it breaking my heart thinking, here they are at the latter part of their lives and they spend it alone. Nobody ever to come by and visit. Nobody to give them a card. Nobody to stop by and just say hi or just chit-chat. They spend it all by themselves in that nursing home. And I thought, Holy Ghost said, won't you start an adopt-a-gram program? I don't know what it's about. But I want to try. So I went to the nursing home. Y'all can be seated. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Walked in the nursing home. Met with the lady at the front desk. Who are you? Told her who I was. She looked at me weird. I felt weird. Said what I wanted to do. She looked at me weird again. And I said, well, here's my name and number. I said, have her give me a call. I didn't hear anything for two weeks. Kept on praying about it. Lo and behold, Friday, mid-morning, my phone rings, and it's this lady from the nursing home. Long story short, told her about kind of what I was thinking. She goes, sir, we have so many residents here that do not have family. She said, that would be awesome guys could do that. Won't you come in? She started explaining to me what we need to do. I said, I'll be there. I'll grab the packet and get this thing going. I was talking to Pastor about it. Pastor and Sister Riggin had gone out there to visit. And correct me if I'm wrong, if I say this wrong, but wasn't there a lady that was a couple of doors down from Sister Bonnie's bed? And they were talking. got to talking about she has thoughts of suicide didn't she used to come to this church the lady that used to come to this church that's in that nursing home said I've had thoughts of suicide And when I do, they take me to the hospital. She turned and looked at those guys that was there. She asked the lady, said, how long has it been since I've been to the hospital? And she says, it's been two weeks. What? Can Can you feel what I'm feeling, church? It's not about us. It's not about our our hurts and our problems and our situations and things that frustrate us. It's not. You've got people out there that are about to take their life. One last thing I want to share with you is I went in there to talk to them about doing this program. I went to go get in my truck and as I did, there was several people coming up the sidewalk that obviously worked there. And I said hello to them. They said hello. And they had an African dialect. And as they said hello, I felt the Holy Ghost. And He spoke to me and He said, not only do you reach the elderly, but there's a whole bunch of employees here that need this truth pastors going to Africa and this work that's going in Africa and all those things that are happening there and here we are right here in Olathe and there's people right down the road in that facility that that's where they were from and now here they are working there I'm telling you church if there's ever a time that we need to get back in the game if it's ever a time that we need to roll up our sleeves and get back in the fight It's right now.
this church will see revival. I said this church will see revival. No, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I said this church is seeing revival. I said this church is seeing revival. It's time, it's time, it's time to get back in the fight. This altar's open. I want you to come. Everyone, come to the front. And I don't want anybody kneeling down. It's time to get out that foxhole. It's time to lift up your eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. It's time. It's time to get back in the fight. It's time to let it go. Let the offenses go. Let the situations go and get back in the fight. Oh, God, help us. Help us, God. Help us, God. That's it, church. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. That's it. That's it. And pretty soon we're going to need another bus and another bus because of all the children coming here. And not only the children are coming, but guess what? They took that home to mama. They took that home to daddy. And now they're coming and their friends are coming and their friends are coming. I'm telling you, church. Oh, it's time. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. church they're out there as we speak there's somebody there's somebody in their home saying if there be a God send somebody to me yes that's it young people that's it, young people. That's it, youth. You see them? You see the children? You see the kids? Oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, that's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, come on, come on. Roll up your sleeves, get out of that foxhole. Dust yourself off and get back in the fight. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The adversary is down. Let's go, church. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's it. Yeah. From your heart. From your heart. Oh, God. You're gonna see lives put back together. You're gonna see families, families put back together. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see people delivered. Get ready, get ready.
You're going to see people walk off the street and run to this altar. And God delivered them. I'm telling you, get ready.